Welcome to CUSC, Completely Unwarranted Self-Confidence. I'm Kyle. And I'm Brandon. Ooh, coming at you hot from cold Salt Lake. Yeah. Why do I go into a DJ voice right when we start these podcasts? Ooh, welcome. I'm just going to let it be an hour and a half of Brandon talking. <laughs> Ooh, ne- next caller. Hey, you're on CUSC podcast number 13. Is that what number we're on? We're on 13, yeah. Jesus. I know. You've put up with me for a long time. I know. How have I lasted this long? I don't know. It's amazing, really. Ugh, man. Dude, how weird are narwhals? Dude, they're fucking weird, but they're kind of badass. They impale shit. But do they? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how they hunt. You're pretty sure. I didn't say I was, you know, a fucking zoologist or a marine biologist, but I'm pretty fucking sure. Why else would they have it? You know, I I guess that's why I asked the question, how weird are narwhals? Because that doesn't make much sense to me, really. They're the unicorns of the sea. Unicorns of the sea. Mm Mm-hmm. Unicorns are pretty weird. Yeah, apparently there's a lair of one in North Korea. Really? Have you not heard about oh, this? Oh, I, I had heard about that. Yes. The North Korean unicorn yep. lair. The North yes. Korean unicorn lair that conveniently has a sign that they found labeling it a unicorn lair. God, if I had a nickel for every time I came across, uh, you know, abandoned unicorn lair. And I was like, God, too late. Too late. I actually <laughs> saw a video supposedly of a unicorn. Yeah. Yeah. And not like grainy old school Bigfoot video, like an actual clear video of a pure white horse with a horn sticking out of its head, just chilling in a field. It was weird. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's probably fake, but it was, it was pretty well done. It's true. I, last time I saw a unicorn was my sister was playing the new Assassin's Creed and her horse was a unicorn. Rainbows came out of its hoofs. So last time I saw Unicorn, I was playing The Witcher Three, and then my character had sex with a chick on the back of one. Because that happens in that game. <laughs> sex on horseback? No, was, on a unicorn back. Okay, but I'm we're just I'm just taking it to the real world. <laughs> yes, because The Witcher Three is totally realistic. I'm just saying. Well, it's kind of like any sort of. Uh, p- portrayed sexual experience it's it's almost never almost never how it is how it really works out in real life for you for you kids that aren't have it have are not sexually active um yeah most sex that's portrayed doesn't work <laughs> shower sex is disappointing um standing up sex is disappointing I can I can only imagine how much sex on horseback doesn't work out <laughs> I have no idea I don't own a horse to try it what kind of what kind of uh, sexual interactions have you had Kyle that not uh, getting into that <laughs> you're not going to get into no that. why give me Give me a reason why. This is just going to be another podcast where we delete the first 20 minutes. No, no, no. I think anyone listening would agree that sex on horseback is a bad idea. That is a different topic than what you asked me. I've just said shower sex is really disappointing. That's still not the same thing. 
uh, you're right. I was about to start talking, and I just realized that there's probably things I was going to say that you were just going to be silent and awkward, and it was just going to be me continuing to spill my guts uh-huh. as you as you just as you don't dare interject at all. And you're right. We just had to end up del- uh, editing things out. So uh, I know. I'm aware. So, yeah, the North Koreans are hoarding the unicorns for all you freaking weirdos. So, Unless you go to England, then apparently they're roaming free. At least I think it was England. You know, England has a lot of wide open, pretty, and pretty as in aesthetically pleasing green places in it. I, I've seen pictures. Yes. Never have been. Neither have I. I would like to go to that vicinity. Well, when we start doing this podcast live and we have enough listeners in England that want us to come talk to them about we can go unicorn con- sex. We can go conquer them and you know slay their villages and oh, stuff. Oh, Kyle, that's so rude. Just doing what my ancestors taught me. Were they really your ancestors? Or actually, because you're a white guy no, with a my beard dad, and you think you're no, a no, Viking? No, 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 no. My dad actually <laughs> took the 23andMe. Oh, did he? Yeah, and he had like 50% Scandinavian. So I need to take it and see what my percentage is at. But the odds of me not having any Scandinavian in me is pretty damn low. It's true. I oh, I really want to take it too. And mainly, I really want to take the uh, the advanced one that tells you like your weird genetical things. I don't think I want to know because I know already. I'm going to get diabetes. I'm going to get cancer. Uh, I'm probably going to have some crazy liver failures. You know, if going by my dad's side of the family, he's going to teach me anything. Well, yeah, that stuff's sad. I was more talking about like the whole like uh, sunlight induced sneezing, you know, weird stuff like that. Oh, okay. That's the stuff I wanted to know. Gotcha. I mean, I'm gonna oh. die anyway. It's I guess it gives you a little insight. I guess. It's like ass cancer. <laughs> You're definitely going to get that. <laughs> if if not genetically from karma. I, I <laughs> just waiting for the day. The I more am, you talk about it, the sooner it's gonna come. I am, let's see, what was it? Recorded Wednesday last week? Yeah. Is, is that correct? Something And like I was that. seven days poop pan, uh, poopy pants free. We're going with this again, huh? Well, I'm just adding 14, two more days, 16 days. It's only been that long. That's sad. <laughs> 16 days poopy pants free. So, winning... <laughs> Got that tiger blood, baby. What? Have you not seen that Charlie Sheen interview? Where not he's just, with tiger blood. Where he's just coked out of his freaking mind. He just banged a hooker right before he came on air. And he was like, I got tiger blood. Uh, winning. I've never seen the tiger blood part of that Yeah, interview. where he's like, I got tiger blood. When they're like, how are you not dead? How are you not dead from an STD and an overdose? And he's like, I got tiger blood. <laughs> it's an awful... Charlie Sheen, Tiger Blood. It's a great, uh, great clip. I've seen past that part where he's yeah, talking yeah. about winning and yeah, how he's winning. always winning. Yeah, it's 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 either it's really not in there. Maybe he starts with the Tiger Blood and then goes into the whole winning, or he says, Maybe. "I got Tiger Blood. I'm always winning." Maybe I've just always seen it cut to the winning part. I worked for a company once, and they made a shirts for some reason that said hashtag winning on it, and that's all I could think about was Charlie Sheen coked out of his mind. Just, Fighting off all the STDs. Hashtag winning. The cocaine was just amping up his system. His immune system (laughs) is like, fuck yeah, I'm ready to fucking do this. Just fighting it off, baby. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
coked up immune system is the best immune ready, system. He's just ready to bang anyone on a unicorn, you know? <laughs> he doesn't care how unrealistic it is. No, because he has tiger's blood. <laughs> Why would he give a shit about reality and realistic expectations? Winning. We need to start tagging everything we post. Hashtag winning, I think. Bring that back. It's not cool anymore. We need to bring it back. I don't think it ever had anything to do with Charlie Sheen. <laughs> Just saying, that was a saying, I think, for a while before that interview. Yeah, but he made it super cool, I think. Yes, because Charlie <laughs> Sheen is a role model for being cool. I think, I think that's true. <laughs> if you want to be cool. I would not pick Charlie Sheen. <laughs> Ever. He's got tiger's blood. That's like Winning. choosing Nicolas Cage. <laughs> he's bad Charlie crazy. Sheen's way cooler than Nicolas Cage, he's I just, think. He's just a drugged up crazy. Nicolas Cage is just fucking crazy. I remember... So, so this is how cool Charlie Sheen was. How lame was it when he dropped out of Two and a Half Men and they brought Ashton Kutcher on? I wouldn't fucking know. <laughs> I didn't watch Two and a Half Men. <laughs> well, it was way lamer with Aston Kutcher when, uh, when they remo- when they swapped him with Charlie Sheen. It was an obvious an obvious dip in coolness. I think it's my it humble wasn't like- <laughs> cocaine fueled anymore, right? It just wasn't hashtag winning anymore. I think I was there was a tangible <sighs> absence of tiger's blood. I think in that show, so absence of cocaine. <laughs> And STDs. And the penicillin to fight off the STDs. No, he just had the cocaine tiger's blood. It was, Got, it was enough. Gotcha. It was enough. <laughs> Want some tiger's blood? That'd be cool, dude. Probably be dead. You'd be hashtag winning. <laughs> I mean, you did finish your race of life. <laughs> so, I, I wanted to talk. So, I, I thought of a, a funny premise or subject matter, I guess. The bad dates. I don't know if you've been on any of those. I don't know. So it wasn't. I really thought I didn't have any necessarily terrible dates. I did some dumb stuff that I guess you could call a date. So there was one, there was a so it's, it all ties in. I promise. So I uh, there's there was a girl I was into. Uh, I invited her to come to a warp tour with me. Uh, 2013, and uh, don't you remember who was playing? That's because that was after it already it started w- sucking. Yeah, it wasn't very good. That's all I remember. Um, but uh, so I remember she hadn't heard of anything because she wasn't into that kind of music. Uh, she, I just she was just she, I just thought she was hot. Did I know this? Church? So uh, no, she was shown by Lonnie. Oh no! It lasted. I'm I'm literally gonna go through the extent of our relationship. It lasted a total of, uh, it was really like about 24 hours give and take. So got out, work out midnight, went over there to her place. She didn't heard of any of the music. So I was like, I'll show you some music. And then in the morning we'll go to warp tour, stayed up all night listening to it. I literally kept myself awake because I went to back to the red, the, the gas station in the morning where I worked at the time and got a red line, but not one of the big ones one of the red line shots, like the five hour energies. Do you not know what red line is? No. 
like liquid meth in a bottle. Oh. You're supposed to literally, it's like, there's a big warning, like, there's a big line. They made a clear little window in the plastic wrapping. They made a big red line. It said, only take this much in like a 24-hour period. I shotgun the whole bottle. Okay. So, up, so I was up all day, went to work, up all night, red line, went to Warp Tour, super hot, super sweaty. Um, yeah, you should have gotten like heat stroke or something. Yeah, I don't, I've, tiger's blood, baby. I don't, I don't know. And, uh, but, uh, so she held my hand and Warp Tour was super cute. I, I don't even know what was going on. I'm just, red line in it literally like my body was just like keeping up keeping up um went home that night took a shower uh i'm sure that's what she did too went back over there we started watching braveheart or some shit um we start shoot <laughs> I, I we started kissing is this also your first kiss story in my first makeout story uh. um so literally it was kiss how old were you uh 21 <laughs> Just had to make sure that was out there. Winning, winning, baby. Um, literally, like, leaned over to kiss her. Leaned over to kiss her again. Third time, her tongue's in my mouth. Which, <laughs> for you kids that don't know anything about making out now, I'm a, I'm a, a little bit experienced yes, now. Yes, because we have an audience of five-year-olds. <laughs> hey, give me 20-year-olds. Listen, just... One day I'll get my chance. One day I'll get my chance. Oh, so we're talking incels now. <laughs> don't murder anybody. You don't just jam the tongue in, okay? Don't mouth rape someone with your tongue, all right? And if someone does it to you, it's not okay. It's not okay. Bite it. it li- <laughs> not not in a fun way. Like, bite that shit off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's true. Teach them. Got to teach them. I don't know. I don't know how it happened, but it was, she literally, she just jammed her tongue in my mouth. And that's what I thought making out was, which was sad because what it actually wasn't too sad because I felt like, Oh, I didn't miss out on anything very awesome because this was really weird because essentially we just started mouth stabbing each other with our tongues. There wasn't any like the slightly, you know, like dipping in, swirling. It was Literally that mouth jousting, literally mouth jousting. Um, I forget what kind of gum I was chewing and you were chewing gum. I didn't know I was about to get mouth raped <laughs> with her tongue. Okay. I now know you're going to be doing some little bit of heavy kissing. Take the gum out. I've learned from this. This is how I Unless you want to share. This is well, this is what happened. After we were literally sucking on each other's faces while tongues jousting each other, we, you know, took a time out. We both felt like there was weird sticky stuff around both of our mouths all over. <laughs> the gum had literally liquefied. I don't, let's not said, I don't remember what kind of gum it was. Some gum like hardens. This gum like... You know, like it yeah. turned all fibrous. It was and terrible like, gum. Yeah, it was. Well, I'd been chewing it for. I probably started chewing it right after I pounded the red line that morning. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember what happened that day except for this part. Literally all over our faces, and I had. I'd, I kept a nice little scruff beard going at the time. We literally had to clean each other off. Well, not each other off. I guess we cleaned our ourselves off, and then we went back to mouth stabbing each other. 
with our tongues. Oh, so you obviously didn't mind it too much. No, well, I was just kind of like, yeah, making out, cool, woo! And then, and then she didn't want to hang out with me much after that. I wonder why. She initialized, she initiated it, the, the mouth tongue stabbing, okay? I feel like this story would be a lot less <laughs> funny if it was six years earlier in your life. <laughs> it was, but I, I, got, I learned, I learned a very juvenile way of making out for the first time. So, but yeah, that was probably the worst date-ish relationship experience I arguably ever had, so, which is not that bad compared was to some really stories you've much, told me. Was there really <laughs> much argument on whether that was the worst one or is that just flat out the worst one? <laughs> I haven't really had much worse ones except yeah, for see? finding out, you know, like your girlfriend was a, some druggy sex hound my first girlfriend when I was 17 and everyone knew it but me starts with a sh ends with the net and now oh I forgot you even dated her yeah 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 yeah. and everyone's like oh I thought it was weird that you were dating her she's like gets like high every weekend yeah and, and that was really weird and takes off her pants for anyone yes except for me apparently yep not and I just was like, that was oh, okay. a girl wants to kiss me. This is very cool. She was total rave girl back in 2009. Yeah, I remember like uh, she came to she came back to school one day and her, her eyebrow over after like on Monday and her eyebrows, she had like made up on her eyebrows, and I, which I thought was weird, but some girls do that. They shave off their eyebrows and do it. Oh, makeup on her eyebrows. It sounded like you said makeup on her eyebrows. I'm like, a lot of chicks do their eyebrows. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Sorry. So, yeah, she she no longer had so any she hair. shaved her eyebrows yes. and makeup to them on. And then, and then I forgot who told me who it was because it was like a week before he broke up because then I, everything started coming out that she was not a nice, cute little, you know, innocent girl like I thought she was. She was a psychopath. She wasn't a psychopath. She's, she indulged much more in things I did not indulge in. That's a way, that's a way to put it. <laughs> I, th- I was a cool straight edge cat uh-huh. in high school. That is, so cool. Uh, it was when you're already doing it because of your religion, but you're a little disassociated with your religion and you find out you're already living your life in a certain way. That's a little more edgy. And since I thought I was super edgy, I was like, I guess that's what I am. So edgy. straight edge. Man, I remember your straight edge phase oh yeah Jesus Christ big old black sharpie dexes on the back of my hands that's the dumbest fucking thing it was pretty dumb that is the dumbest fashion <laughs> statement it's like look I can't drink in bars <laughs> look at me hey it was way cool in the 80s when it when it started <laughs> I, I guess was some things 30 do, years later I do, some things do circle back <laughs> it's true I don't was well, pretty outdated style. I think it was still a. I think it was, it was never in style and never changed style. I think I was doing the same thing that those kids did in 1988, minus the cocaine. I got straight edge. Has that movement been around that long? That's that was a song. It was a band called Minor Threat. I don't know. And it was. I think their song was called Straight Edge, meaning the lines mm. from the X on the back of the hands. And that was like the chorus. I got straight edge. Because it was a like a punk, you know, hardcore band. Uh, and that was where straight edge came from, was from that band Minor Threat in that song. Uh, that's a terrible legacy to have. 
Well, I feel bad for that band. My favorite thing was like going around like at concerts and stuff, especially like Warp Tour, when you could smoke outside, and there was some guy that was like, "Drug free, tobacco free, alcohol free," like tattooed all over him, and they're sitting there like sucking down a cigarette, uh-huh. and it was just kind of like, Ooh. "I'm pretty sure most straight edge people are hypocrites." <laughs> Like almost 100% at least, sure. at least don't get tattooed is about it, I guess. What follows your tattoo rule, right? That falls in there. Eh, yeah, I guess you could eh, not really specifically say my tattoo <laughs> that's, rule. That's so. hard because, yeah, you, I mean, like your, your tattoo, you have lyrics on that are mm-hmm. meaningful about your life. And you could, I guess you could call it a creed or something or words I, to live by. Well, yeah, sure. Um, I don't know. But my tattoo rules are no names, no dates, no matching tattoos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people always try and come up with exceptions to this. And my reasoning is there are no exceptions. No names, no dates, no matching tattoos. People are like, well, what if I want to get my kid's birthday tattooed on me? Well, who says you're going to love your kid forever? <laughs> Could turn out to be Ted Bundy. Yep. It's a great new documentary series. I on. actually was going to mention that. I need to watch that. I, I, I went to bed at like 9.30 last night. Stayed up till midnight watching it. Yeah. Turns out my friend's wife... Is friends with Ted Bundy's old lawyer and oh, yeah. had no clue. Really? Uh-huh. Which, yeah. I mean, why would you advertise, hey, I was Ted Bundy's lawyer back in the day? <laughs> no one wants to fucking he's, go He's pretty prominent. That. It's it's kind of weird because he. that's why Ted Bundy was such a such an interesting case because you think most serial killers are freaks. And he was just a super normal guy. Well, it seemed to well, be. Seemed to be. But not just normal. He was super charming and considered attractive. Well, I, th- well, I think this is the... I, so, I, I listened to uh, one of my favorite podcasts, last podcast on Less is a True Crime podcast. And they talk about this a lot where when people say... Because you hear that a lot about serial, serial killers. For the, a, a lot of them, at least, you hear about, like, they're very charming. And you think, well, that's how they got them. Like, people to, you know, come home with them or, you know, get into the car or whatever. And I think this is the biggest thing is when someone finds out that they're, oh, this person is a serial killer, you immediately think, you know, like some sort of creepy psychopath, vampire. Like John Wayne Gacy, Jer- killer clown type yeah, of deal. Yeah, it's, exactly. You think they're some sort of super creep. But when you find out, you're like, hi, I'm Brandon. They're like, super charming, very normal, nice guy. I'm, th- You don't know anything about me. No. <laughs> but I think actually- that's what I mean. You're not like, I like the taste of... Little kid thighs. I'm going to stab you if you continue <laughs> doing that. But that's what I mean is I think most people think serial killers. Oh, I know. They think like, but oh, what's up with that weird guy? And they're like, oh, something's weird with Jimmy. And they're like, mm, I another, like the taste of flesh. I another like prime example. I wish I could remember the guy's name. But there was a serial killer back in the 70s or 80s. Dahmer? No, it wasn't Dahmer. Um, I would know if it was Jeffrey Dahmer. No, this <laughs> guy was also a considered very charming individual who would murder women. And he actually went on a dating game show and and won. Yeah. Like, it was the old school show where the woman would be on one side of the wall and there'd be three dudes on the other side. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they talk through this wall. Yeah. And that's how they date. And she, she chose him, but as soon as she met him, she's like, he's well, fucking weird. Yeah. I'm, he's putting off some weird vibes. I'm not going on this date. And then, like... A little bit later, it was found out he was a serial killer. So she fucking dodged a huge. Yes, ass yeah, bullet. yeah, yeah. What's this? Uh, yeah, I, I, I suggest anyone to go watch this, uh, this Ted Bundy documentary. Like I said, I, I watched the first like three episodes last night before my wife like woke up and she was like, "You freaking idiot! It's midnight. Go to bed." And I was like, oh, "Okay, here," because I was totally like, I was so exhausted, but I was, it was so good. 
and it's just, man, it's weird. It's just. So you know what I think is really funny mm-hmm. is I don't. I probably have a skewed perception on this, but it seems like a lot of people in Utah are really into serial killers. At least people our age, but also a lot of people in Utah almost take this weird sense of pride that Ted Bundy <laughs> hunted and lived in Utah for a period of time. It's my like s- my sister's so stoked. On no, that. I know. I went to Ted Bundy's old house with your sister. <laughs> I've been there. Yeah, we actually have gone up there. Well, it was years ago now that we went up there, but we tried to go up there again, but there was a cop around, so we had to bounce because technically it's trespassing. But mm. um, yeah, it's really fucking creepy as shit. It's just the foundation of his house. Uh, there's no actual structure left, but then there's also his cellar, the detached cellar that is still there. And man, that's some fucking creepy shit. Yeah, it's 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 weird. But yeah, so Utahns who are into serial killers have a weird sense of pride of like, yeah, Ted Bundy was here. That's so fucking cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, super cool, man. Like, super cool. I even went on a fucking tour with my family at Halloween that took us to like a bunch of Ted Bundy killing spots. And like, <laughs> yeah, it's cool. weird. Cool. I, I think it's fucking awesome. I, <laughs> I just, I, I. It's interesting just like the uh to try to understand like the psychology behind it. Like it's really interesting in this in this documentary, uh it's it follows a guy that sat down in nineteen eighty and essentially Ted Bundy reached out essentially to the press and it was just like, I want someone to tell my story. And so he was like he was he was a pretty young journalist and he's like, Oh, this is gonna be my big break, you know, I'm gonna get the inside scoop on the, you know, Ted Bundy murders. And he sat there and he just wanted to like romanticize like his childhood and his life that everything was like peachy keen like nothing which is not true well that's the biggest thing is it's there's a lot of speculation because no one really did it just seemed like he was there was like a screw loose because everyone's like well okay maybe his grandfather was abusive and i mean one thing it it, it even brought up which uh i guess spoiler alert like he was uh he was an illegitimate child Mm-hmm. And his mom was actually raised, or he was raised that his mom was his sister. Oh, so I maybe it gets into that later. I, it didn't bring that up, but essentially oh. he said he found that out when he was like fourteen. He found like his like birth certificate, and it said like father unknown. Yeah, and he was talking to like the prison psychologist, and he's like, and he's like, and how did you feel about that? And he's like, I was totally fine with it. And I was like, really? You're just. He's like, well, tons of kids find out later on that they're adopted. Like, yes, their parents sit them down in a very try to healthy. They didn't just find it going through your, creeping through your mom's paperwork and like realize, oh crap, I'm not even. No, my dad's not my dad. And my mom's not my mom, but my sister's actually my mom. <laughs> yeah, I mean, once again, I a little jarring. It'd be a little bit, just a tad. But it was, uh, yeah, it was. It was on. some Ritalin wouldn't fix, right? Yeah. It's, well, I haven't it's killed Adderall. Any, I haven't killed anyone yet. Uh, so speaking of death and stuff, <laughs> um, I actually found human skulls. You? Oh, online? Yeah, totally. I found out it is super legal to buy human bones. Super legal. What's was? Yeah, there's a website called The Bone Room, and you can buy human skulls and bones and baby bones even. Um, insect What's... parts, animal parts, etc. The only places they cannot ship are New York, Maine. Georgia, and Tennessee. Really? Mm-hmm. 
New York makes sense. New York doesn't. They won't let you do need, anything. They there. don't need any more dead bodies. Well, they don't let you do anything there. But they also don't need any more. You can't dead order bodies. car parts to New York. <laughs> but yeah, so I totally could buy a human skull. However, the problem is the cheapest one they have is fifteen hundred dollars and has no teeth. Oh, it's a geriatric human skull. This, some old person that has no teeth. It's does, really does funny. It say where the bones are sourced from. Mm, like I didn't country. Look, I didn't I guess. look that into it. Mm. I know that when probably India, where they're just like no, literally there's piles so. of bones. I don't think so because the problem with shipping dead people into the United States, even like that, I haven't looked into it super in depth, but I've been told that they actually need to get a social security number and a passport to ship in dead people. Really, remains mm-hmm. to ship in remains. Wow. Yeah. So even like. Human bones. They need to have an identity. So I doubt they would source them from somewhere else. Who, why would you do that? That just seems super weird that like your like family or shit. I guess I guess that's why you killed that's why you just killed homeless people and drifters, right? Yeah, there you go. Who cares? The 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 less the less dead as it's known in, in true crime. The less dead? Yeah, that's actually what they call them. Like the pro- homeless people? Prostitutes, homeless people, hitchhikers. Huh. Like after Run. they're dead or before they're well, dead? It, less dead because who cares that they're dead? Like, uh, like you know, your dad dies and you're like, oh man, that's that, that bums me out. And your siblings are bummed out. And you know, your mom's bummed out and whoever is bummed out. And it's just like some homeless dude dies. Who knows where he's from? Who knows who his parents are? If he has siblings, no one knows. It's like I don't know who this guy is. He's less dead is what they is what they is what the term is interesting so yeah in, in fact they actually a lot of serial killers have gotten away with it because like they'll they, target like prostitutes well, yeah. and, and cops are like well yeah they're dirty prostitutes there's actually one dude i wish i could remember all these people's names i can remember their stories but i can't remember the names. the guy up in canada toronto I, I don't remember all i know is there was a guy who killed homeless people and he ended up fucking up and wasn't careful enough one time and got caught in the act of decapitating a homeless man in an alley oh yeah <laughs> jeez i'm crying man. yeah <laughs> so i don't know what you were talking about but that's that's what i was thinking it's, i think his name is robert pickerton he was I, up in like toronto and he remember, would dude. he would kill uh he had he owned like a multi-million dollar pig farm but he would, uh, he would have like throw huge parties on his mm, giant farm. I think I've heard of this one. But he would, you know, parties with prostitutes, and I think they they eventually charged him with like it was like twenty three, even though they found remains of twenty six people in like all the slaughter pits, and it was just because like they just stopped digging after a while. Dude, pigs are a smart d- disposal method. Well, it was like the like you throw up. It was like the pits where they buried like the pig bones and the unwanted parts oh, of the pigs. Well, then he didn't do it how he should have done. He should well, have fed them for to all, the pigs. Well, this is the biggest thing: is he most likely did feed them to the pigs. Well, he probably just got full and didn't uh, have enough room left to eat. Fed uh, there, and it's uh, because it was a huge, obviously multi million dollar worth, uh, I guess biz operation he had going on. Uh, there's a there's a decent amount of speculation that he like he ground up the bodies with the pig bodies. Mm. So he probably fed people. I know there was another dude, I think back in the eighties, he had a like street vendor thing, a burger stand and he would do that or maybe no, 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 it wasn't burgers. I think it was hot dogs. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. He would mix. Sometimes it'd be full human. Sometimes it'd just be a mix of human. Sometimes it'd be full pig and he would just, 
sell them on the streets. Delicious. And he said they taste pretty much the same, so it was kind of hard to Well, we've discussed determine. it on the podcast that we've heard that human meat tastes pretty good. Yeah. Well, they call it long pork, I know, in some mm. areas of the world. So if it tastes like pork, that would make sense. Yeah. Who knows what Cafe Rio's giving you now? I don't care. I, I mean, I always get the pulled pork barbacoa. It's it's worth the risk. Their steak is cooked and seasoned beautifully every time. Well, if you're getting steak, you're probably not eating person. So, if you're getting the pork, you might be eating person. Well, I've had the pork too. I always get the pork. <laughs> <laughs> that cracked pork. You need that tiger's blood, baby. Woo! <laughs> not really sure how that got connected, but okay. What's uh, well? I always joke that uh, Cafarillo puts cocaine in something. There's something that gets gets you coming back. Oh, see, I feel like it would have been helpful to know that information before that oh, joke. That's yeah. a little bit contextual. We, me and my wife, probably eat a Cafarillo at least once a week. Cafarillo is pretty like, fucking good. At least one of the. So when I was a, uh, I used to, I used to be, a, uh, when I was at Dish, uh, as a installer repairman guy, uh, I was trained by a. He was from Mexico, and uh, he. <laughs> we started talking about food, you know, just just making conversation, and he's like, "Oh yeah, you know." He's telling me all his like, you know, he's telling me all the good like authentic places. And I was like, "Oh yeah, you like Mexican, huh? That makes sense. You like Cafe Rio?" And he goes, "No, that's for you guys." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "He's like, that's for you guys. No, Mexicans know your Cafe Rio." And it's, Dude. I was like, that's, I, knew I, that. I started thinking and I was, well, I, I, I knew, I knew it too, but he was, I just thought it was like the funniest way. Do you like Cafe Rio? You know, I figured he didn't because I've never seen a Hispanic person in line. No, only working <laughs> there. Only working there. And, but it's the way he said it. Do you like Cafe Rio? No, that's for you guys. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they eat Taco Bell really either, or Del Taco, or any oh, of that stuff. Taco Bell is gross. Do you hear Dude, statistics of Taco Bell meat, where it's like 30% meat, and the rest is like filler? Uh-huh. And I was like, Dude, mm. I don't like Taco Bell, not because of that, but because of... There's, there's three things I really don't like that are key ingredients in Mexican food. Avocado, so guacamole. Not a big fan. It's I can handle it. I'll survive, but I'm not. I don't like it. Uh, tomatoes, which are absolutely disgusting creations that need all burn in hell, and then sour cream. I don't mind the taste of sour cream, but it will make me gag, pretty much immediately. If you get like a nice mouthful of it, you're like, doesn't matter. Like even if the only way I can handle sour cream is if it's a really thin spread on the tortilla of like a burrito or something, mm. very thin. What if, it, what if it's thing? like mixed in fully? Very thin throughout the whole thing. And then if I'm eating through the burrito or the taco, by the time I get to the end, I'm still kind of gagging a little bit. As far as mixing, it depends on how much is mixed in a ratio to what it's mixed with. Because mm. it's it's pure texture issues for me on the sour cream. Yeah. But those are like the three fucking core ingredients of Americanized Mexican food. Yes. So I can't go to Taco Bell because yeah. I don't even think anything on their menu exists that doesn't have sour cream unless it's dessert or a drink. And even then, that's a little iffy. Um, but mm. the last time I went sour to Taco cream Bell. Sour cream infused Baja Blast do. <laughs> the last time I went to Taco Bell, I had managed to get something that didn't have sour cream. 
but I was with my sister and brother-in-law and my girlfriend at the time. And that was the reason I was there. This was not by choice. <laughs> um, that was their decision. But one of them got something that looked really good, like some kind of burrito, but it had sour cream. And I'm like, fuck it. I'll, I'll ask for no sour cream. So I go up to the register because we're about to leave. I'm like, I'm just going to get one of those to go because I didn't eat very much before because I don't like risking Taco Bell. Yes. So I'm like, fuck it. I'll risk it. I go up to the guy. I'm like, hey, man, can I get this burrito with no sour cream? He's like, oh, yeah, man, no problem. I'm like, okay, cool. Then we leave. I take it with me, get back to my parents' house where we were going, unwrap my burrito, take a bite into the corner. There's a giant pocket. Pukes. A giant. It's only 100% sour cream. 100% sour cream. I don't know how Taco Bell manages to do that. So I typically order. It, it's been a while. Since I've since I've gone Taco Bell myself, especially once I learned the whole thirty percent meat oh, rest see, filler thing, that that weirds me out for some reason. Um, but uh, you'll eat human, but not filler, huh? One hundred percent meat, <laughs> organic. Unless they've been eating Taco Bell, or if they live in America, <laughs> I don't think they're organic if they live here. Not Taco Bell fed human meat, mm. but uh. Yeah, about it's every other burrito you get. For some reason, you'll eat and you're like, good, good amount of sour cream, good amount of sour cream. You get to the end, this, this crisp tortilla filled with sour cream in the end. I don't know how they. It's like they take they manage one of those to do it. Frosting squeezer thingies for frosting cakes, and they just inject it in and squeeze, and it doesn't get all the way in. Yeah, it just gets built up at the end. <laughs> it's disgusting. Well, they, but need, they want sour cream in it, right? But right at the end. <laughs> I've I've realized that real Mexican food I really like. It's delicious. There's a place that I go to sometimes with my coworkers um called El Paisa, I think. But for lunch, for like ten, eleven bucks, you get a drink and all you can eat street tacos. All you can eat street tacos? All you can eat street tacos. I usually eat like ten. There is a menu in Spanish? There is no menu. You literally That's also how you know what's good. You no menu. Go up. It's all in Spanish, or you can't communicate with the people that work. There. You literally go up, and it's a little <laughs> bit of all of those. Yeah, um, and it's always the same husband and wife who own the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Like, there's other people who work there. It's a big size restaurant, but um, the dude's always making the tiny little tortillas, like right there. He has the dough. He flattens them out. He throws them on the thing. Throws them in his bowl. Stacks them up. When you tell him how many you want. And then his wife has all the different meats. You don't know what they are. You're like, what the fuck is that? And she's like, Everything I, I don't know what that said, but let's let's have that. <laughs> um, you kind of learn which one's which as you go there more. I saw that. She's like, rice or beans? And I'm like, yes, no. And then you put it on your toppings and you're fucking good. And then you want more? You get back in fucking line. It's amazing. Their chipotle chicken is, Ooh. oh my God. Best chicken I think I've ever had in my life. It's fantastic. Yeah, I that, will get 10 of nothing but Chipotle chicken. Oh, so goddamn good. And these are the kind that you don't need to put anything on them. Yeah, yeah. You well, just have tortillas, your meat, and maybe throw a little well, that, bit of cheese. That's really authentic, actually. Is it typically in that? So I, when, I was, when I was on my mission, um, we, we ate a lot with a... There's, for some reason, there's a town called Grand Island. And no, no joke... Only 50,000 people, at, at least 25% of the entire population, uh, Hispanic immigrants. So Utah? Well, it's, there's, it's more 
because twenty. Imagine twenty five percent of the pop- joke. What? It was just a joke. Is a joke? I didn't get it. <laughs> Continue with your story. Nope, I'm making it awkward. But anyway, I can win we- <laughs> at that contest. <laughs> That's true. You can make it more awkward than I can. But uh, the the um, they would often cook us food, um, and uh, so it was actually all homemade. And that's typically what it was. It was like a big thing of meat and a big thing of just a bunch of, of little small tortillas, small tortillas, it's never big tortillas. It's the small ones. Mm-hmm. And you literally, and how you'd get it typically is you put some meat on, you put you had, how they would say they, they, you put meat and like rice and beans on uh-huh. your, on your plate. Yep. Grab your tortilla. You literally pinched. Yep. You pinch what you wanted and then ate it like that. And you grab another tortilla. See, they, they Americanize it a little bit. They put the meat on the tortillas for you. I mean, oh, I don't know okay. if that's just a preference thing for them. Or what, well, once, it was like eating with family. So I'm sure for, right. I'm, I'm doing air quotes, sanitary reasons, they have to serve you the meat. Well, I was saying more, <laughs> they don't pile meat, beans, and rice on your plate and then give you a stack of tortillas. Mm. They actually... We'll put it on for you. Put it on for you. But holy shit, they are amazing. And they have this hot sauce that I have not been able to find anywhere. Oh. It's probably home. It's probably house made. No, it's like in a bottle that I can't read because it's in Spanish. Mm, probably imported. Imported or at like Trader Joe's or some shit. Mm. I don't know. But it's really good. Promise I don't know what it's called. It's honestly, that's how you know you're getting good. It's like, like I said, we'll say it again. Because I, I live and breathe by this, even though I probably have put at least one Cafe Rio franchise in business between me and my wife. Is, uh, <laughs> is, uh, is, yeah, menus in Spanish. There's no menu. And then you can't, you can't communicate with the, the you staff. can a little bit. I mean, it's, it's like talking to someone that doesn't speak English, but you know you have to communicate. So you're kind of like, the, that uh, them steak uh, them that See, one. This one's not that, that one. This one's not to that level of not being able to communicate. Well, but it's a g- little difficult. They're pretty good at it because they're used to it. But you're not kind of like, hello. I would like the street tacos, the steak, please. They're gonna be like, okay. Mm, no, see, this place is, is more easy to racism handle than that. <laughs> but it's it's fucking legit, super good. I'm gonna actually have to tell everybody we should go there again soon. That's, it's the I, only after, Mexican food I ever crave. Where is it at? What city? I mean, I know no, it's no one lists. Well, unless they're here, I guess that would be West Valley. Would be West Valley. Yeah. God, so good. It's up on like 25th South and just. East of Bangor, mm. if someone's looking for it, El Paisa. El Paisa. I, I think it's either L or La, one of the two, and then P A I S A. I think is how it's spelled. Nice. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to try it. I don't know. Ten we just bucks. Call it tacos. Ten bucks for unlimited. Ten or eleven. Tacos. I can't remember the exact price. I will pay an extra. But either way, for unlimited comes street with the tacos. drink. Unlimited street tacos. It's only a lunch special though. Ah. Uh, yeah. For dinner, they have normal menu. Do the normal shit. Which gotcha. you can do during lunch, but why the fuck would you? The tacos are amazing. Unlimited street tacos. I mean, I usually end up equaling it out to a dollar a taco. A dollar a taco and a dollar for a drink. 
is how I end up rocking that. Making me freaking hungry, dude. One time I did eat 13, though. <laughs> it was amazing at the time, but I regretted it about 10 minutes you, later. You feel pretty You feel pretty sick after. Especially since I've changed my eating habits and like reduced my normal <laughs> food consumption. And then I go there and try to eat like I used to. And I'm like, I'm dying, but this was an amazing experience. Yeah, so the first time I had like legitimate like Hispanic food was uh, in Grand Island, Nebraska. It was uh, this Guatemalan family. Uh, wanted to make us lunch in the park and they they made us homemade tacos but they're carne asada tacos which carne asada is my favorite because i'm it's pretty obviously good steak 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 love it um a <laughs> few things about it the first thing was they're using those little outdoor you know like box metal like the like ones s- that come cast in the iron parks. box yeah park like grills that there. are like county birds of shit all over it you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. so get that s- nice flavor in there did not see them clean it um but it was a uh, so one the like the daughter who was the, the adult daughter was like putting like the wood and you know sticks and stuff in there, and like her mother because you know a big family all lives together came over and started like literally like had a bag of trash it was like plastic bottles newspaper magazines started, and and it, it's all in Spanish so I didn't understand what they were saying but so that I was like no 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 I'm trying to stop her and she's like no no, no. She, you know like the, essentially the mom like beat her on like. Beat her away, like no, 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 and kept like putting trash in there. And the 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 uh, other missionaries that spoke Spanish um, were were just freaking busting a gut, and we were like, what, what, what? And she's like, well, the daughter tried to stop her from putting garbage in there, and the mom said, no, this is how we did it in Guatemala. It's are still gonna do it. <laughs> and they so <laughs> the, those the, those delicious carbon plastic infused meats was it actually good so good so and i probably i probably had like you know you said like 13 and you felt so sick i lost count so there's your ass cancer source right there I, yes you ate plastic just bottles pl- that I, had been I just burned i just have yeah i have a fossil fuels just embedded into my uh your, digestive tract and yep. it's just killing me and it was so worth it Hor- homemade horchata yeah. Home, 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 home the, the taco, the tortilla, and then that. Oh, just a mountain. All the carne asada you Dude, could want. I'd, I'd go eat some trash carne asada. I'd, that sounds like I, I really want Mexican food now. Like real Mexican yeah, food. Like that's the biggest thing. It's or real. Like honestly, after having that, it's so that stuff cracking it. Cafe Rio, bringing it back. Yes, thank you for explaining that one this time. <laughs> The Cafe Rio delicious crack, uh, fake white people Mexican I, food. Dude, I fucking love Cafe Rio. Yeah, so some wine, man. Or like it has to be super real. Like, I really yeah. All the middle I hate ground, when you the fast food Mexican food just it's terrible. No, I even I even get bugged when you go to like a decent sit down restaurant and you order something. Oh, like La and Luna, they, and there's like thirty of them that are all the same. Name some anything. Name any, you know, La, Fount- La, La, La Fountain, Fountain, La Frontera, La, Frontera, La Luna, all any the, of those. But even, seriously, like, you know, it's once again, you know, and that's also when you know it's legitimate, is essentially small tacos is a dead giveaway. Mm-hmm. Um, not all the sour, you're right. No sour cream Be- usually. No, Pico de Gallo is typically not really, I mean. Sometimes they might make it as an option because I know white people eat there. See, so does but the, this place does that. So, but it's uh, not so they, so they probably have sour cream there, but it's mm-hmm. not like they're like, oh, you need sour cream, yeah. Well, I noticed a lot of these places that we're talking about now, 
they come with sour cream in like a gogurt tube. <laughs> it's disgusting, mm. but it's on every single plate. You get a gogurt tube of sour oh, cream. Oh, I'm, sh- I'm sure. It is does not surprise vile. me. It was like when he had, yeah. I, I don't understand. And I've, it's I've like the mayo people, packet, but bigger, <laughs> but big. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's like a no. good six inches long yeah. of sour cream. And I have been with people that I'm like, this is fucking disgusting. Do you want this? And they're like, oh, hell yeah. Please. And they put two of them, two of them on their goddamn food. I'm like, I'm going to vomit watching you eat that. I'm going to go sit with that random family over there. Fuck you. Hola. Uh, I never said they were Mexican. I'm in, I'm in a white person Mexican restaurant. I'm obviously sitting with a bunch of white people that also probably covered their food in sour cream. I'm just going to go eat up front. I'll eat outside. It's December. It's January. Fuck it. It's better than sitting here during this shit. But yeah. So all the middle... Like, but so you don't that need good fast food terrible. Good good true Mexican food doesn't need sour cream, which is I well, think yeah. what your point is. Exactly. Roundabout way, it doesn't need avocado. It doesn't need tomato. It doesn't need sour cream. Nothing. Literally, needs tomato. You or can sour have cream. Literally, you can put the meat in the taco shell, eat it, put it in your face, and you're like, that's delicious. Which I actually do. I do not put stuff on every street taco I get there because sometimes I want to just taste the pure, unadulterated. Chipotle chicken that is so fucking good. It's it's true. You think Cafario has crack in it? Go eat that stuff. That stuff is amazing. Oh, oh, trust me, I know that that plastic water bottle melted and infused carne asada from the park. Shit, what's in it? It's It's delicious. The I would take that over Cafario steak. Oh hell yeah! Any day. I was so it was and it wasn't the sick of like oh I ate too much or someone's kind of like oh you ate too much. It literally like I could feel my esophagus. Whatever that valve is that meets your stomach. Getting pushed on. Yeah. Like literally like it was like trying to seal and like food was like coming up out of my esophagus. And I was telling myself, you're literally about to throw up from having to like your, your stomach's not can't digest this fast enough. And I still was kind of like, oh, should I have another one? <laughs> See, I luckily have more self-control than that. Luckily. It's, it is a problem of mine. But, uh. Especially eating. Not, yeah, I really want that now. Fuck. Yep. Look what you've done. I know. Just pa- pause it. And <laughs> Let's go fucking get Mexican food. <laughs> Just come back. So, we're back. I will cut your tongue out. <laughs> I've heard, Mouth noises I've heard tongue. I've heard tongue is delicious meat. Me too, actually. I've never had it. I've heard a... Uh, Cow tongue, I think, is what people usually eat. Yeah. Uh, I've someone was well, I think it was probably Joe Rogan's podcast because he's the one I learned all the crazy, random, stupid facts that are meaningless. Yeah, he was saying that a uh, elk tongue tacos. Oh, I've actually like, heard of that. The one of the like absolutely like probably the best food he's ever had I've in heard his life. Elk in itself is amazing. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this. Yeah, that's right. This the delicious, delicious elk. I'd eat an elk tongue. I'll, I'll eat most weird shit. Not all. I've never had tongue, and I want to. So. I've never. I've eaten heart though. Chicken hearts. That was weird. Hmm. It, it's just like little tiny hearts that you just pop them down. Single, single bite. Well, see, Americans think we're because we kicked the British ass in a in the Revolutionary War. Um, we we broke away from their culinary style, and I think probably they, for I, the best. For probably the most part, for the best. They, I, I believe they eat a lot of organ meat. It sounds like they would, but I was always raised that it's garbage. Like, organ meat is just trash. Granted, probably from our like hormone injected cows and stuff. I think part of it is also how it's cooked. 
probably. I but, feel like because the chicken hearts, some of them I had were really good. Some of them were kind of chewy, and I think that's kind of where. Oh yeah, we we're not a big fan of chewy meat here in America. No, but like, uh, like when I go get. Sorry, I'm kind of going off the rails on this no, one. You're, you're making me really fucking hungry. <laughs> All I had was a really boring chicken breast for dinner. Oh, fuck that. No, but when I go get sushi, I usually get um, some uh, nigiri as well. So, you know, the rice with just a piece of meat yes, stripped uh, over Nigiri it. is my favorite sushi as well. Oh, I just said my favorite. I usually get a couple oh, of rolls, but I, I, always, I enjoy I always get two pieces rolls. of nigiri, and I like to branch out. And that's how I do most of my branching out, because I can actually taste the meat instead of having all the other shit going on with the sushi. Sometimes octopus is amazing. Sometimes it is fucking rubber. And hmm. it just depends on the day and where you go. But I have had some octopus that is fantastic. But it's the whole rubbery thing. Once it gets rubbery, it's just not, yeah. not good. I remember I I uh, first time I had I had pho. Oh, I love pho. Pho is so good. Pho is amazing. What, do you have a place? Do you have I a used to place? when I lived in North Salt Lake, but I don't anymore. Oh, okay, we go to a place in uh, it's uh, just east of Redwood on 90th. It has if it's like it's like you know it's like pho bien hoa some you know it's it's kind of like La Fontera <laughs> like it's it's one of those. Make a Vietnamese name that's pho in it. I think actually there's a places. pho place I opened by my apartment. I should try that. But uh, anyway, it's, that's that's the place I go to. But uh, the first time I had it, I went with a guy uh, that he... Uh, shout out to Jared if you, if you listen to this. He he took me there. And uh, he had backpacked like through Southeast Asia mm-hmm. like once. And uh, so he was like, you got to have this. It's so good. And so I was like, oh, okay. And so he just ordered me like the thing with everything in it, and uh, define everything. Well, it's everything t- that's you would find in like a traditional pho. Well, I usually so have you, like you got the bean sprouts, you got the jalapenos, the the leaves, the basil leaves. I think they are. So I don't I don't know what the noodles, the meat, the it's the typically the kind of meat. So I know they have like the they have beef. I usually get it with beef. So that's what I get it into. Anyway, I I know they have several kinds of beef in this. The biggest thing that I found was a uh, tripe. I, I need to try tripe. I did not like it. Really? Um, once again, I'm I enjoyed. I I will eat almost everything. Where I get caught up is I'm a textured guy. I'm Same. A, um, like I love I love noodles. Obviously, I cannot eat like the traditional like ribbon noodles that are put in like a fettuccine alfredo. Really, it makes me. I I will. I love fettuccine alfredo. The texture of the, those specific ribbon noodles make me gag. Like a, I are you talking about the long flat ones? Yes. Yes. Really, cannot do it. I love those noodles. You you make it. You but it's in it. Yeah. It. I literally like. I try swallowing it. Someone does it to me. Granted, nope. I haven't had it in like, like seven eight years now, so I could be fine. But that's the biggest thing is. I, I used to be a super picky eater as a kid. I opened it up. I was like, okay, I'm going to try this again. Everything was totally fine, except for that still. Could not, could, I literally could not choke them down. So I have, I have something like that that I learned many years ago. Um, beets, pickled Ooh. beets. I can't do anything about it. It will not go down my throat. They are 
I always say tomatoes are the most vile creation. Tomatoes taste disgusting, but they don't have the texture issue. Sour cream, texture's terrible, but it doesn't taste that bad. Beets are fucking vile. Absolutely terrible. I haven't had them since I was a child, and I, I have zero desire to try them again. They, they were making us, in, in basic, you know, you, you eat a lot in basic. You eat a fuck ton of food. Yeah. But they also try and make sure you're eating a very varied amount of food or type of food. So, mm-hmm. you know, you always get your fucking vegetables and your meats yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Um, one day, all the drill sergeants were making everybody get beets and eat <laughs> beets. And I couldn't do it to the point that a drill sergeant, a fucking drill sergeant actually was like, okay, you don't have to eat your beets. <laughs> These people who are used to screaming in your fucking face all the time, if you do anything, especially wrong. about like showing weakness or uh-huh. doing something like that. And there's like, he was like, there's like, okay, man, you, right, you dude, can stop. You're, you're good. Just, you tried. He probably secretly hated him too. Oh, probably. He was probably like, I actually, Ugh. <laughs> yeah, me and this drill sergeant, like later on in training, they start being a little more cool with you. Yeah, especially when you're away from most of the platoon and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like you're out on some detail, and there's only like four of you and a drill sergeant, like doing some random shit. Then they usually get pretty cool. And I found out there's a lot of things me and this drill sergeant kind of, kind of agreed on. Like there was one time we were at the rifle range, and you've seen how I hold my AR-15. I yeah. use the magazine well mm-hmm. as basically a front post or a front grip. So even though I'm holding a full, you know, 18-inch barrels AR-15, I'm still using the magazine well. So I've done that for a really long time. So we were in basic, and they had taught us, you know, the extended grip. Not the stuff you usually see with, like, the Spec Ops guys. Yeah, thumb over bore. Yeah, not, like, the fully extended locked arm, but, like, the normal, like, what you normally see people do. You got your slightly bent elbow. You're holding good on the, the heat guard. That's how they taught us. When we were shooting at the range one day, and I was not doing that, I was holding the magazine well like I normally do. I was shooting fine. I was actually pretty fucking decent back then. But um, he comes up to me, he's like, what the fuck are you doing, Private? Just what, doing whatever, Drill Sergeant. Who told you to hold your fucking gun like that, Private? Uh, no one, Drill Sergeant. This is, how I hold, this is just how I hold it? Me fucking too. <laughs> <laughs> just goes off. Was Drill Sergeant Betts was that guy's name. His traditional greeting, which I think this is where I picked this up, he would just walk into the room and flip everybody off. Oh. <laughs> that, that, that is, I can't tell you how many times I've walked up to the open window and just gone flipped off as I walk up to a door, as I walk through a door, as you enter a room, yeah. you come back into a room and you just flip us off again. It's a standard greeting in every living situation yeah. I've ever been in. <laughs> um, there was one time with some old roommates I had I was house sitting for my parents, so I'd take my Xbox 360 with me because yeah. I was just going to be there for a couple of days. Just it was easier watching the dogs. And I have a little emoji I do that I made up myself. I'm sure other people have made it up too, but I was pretty proud of it. It's a lowercase t, parentheses, then uh, comma, dash, comma, lowercase t, parentheses. And it makes a little face that's flipping people off. <laughs> and so I, I remember that. I send that all the time. Yeah. But, um, I was just on my Xbox and I saw one of my roommates get on her Xbox at home. And so I just sent that to her. Well, when I got back from house sitting, they're like, dude, we fucking summoned you. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? 
And I guess what had happened is both of them had walked into a room, flipped each other off because of, you know, that's what I had started. <laughs> and right then as I sent that message, <laughs> it's like, we fucking summoned you. Um, yeah, there was like one time, not one time, there was many times because each bay, you know, where there were all the barracks and everything, yeah, yeah, yeah. had an office. Um, and so Drill Sergeant Betts would walk in, you know, everybody yell attention, go to attention. And then, or at ease, I guess, since he wasn't, anyway, no, no point. But he'd walk in, flip everybody off, without saying a word, walk into the office, and just, we'd go back to whatever we were doing. <laughs> so, yeah, that's probably where I got it. Never really thought about that until now. Yeah. But then there was another drill sergeant who I, I really liked. His name was Drill Sergeant Joe. The other drill sergeants called him Crazy Joe. He was this big fucking Native American dude. And there was three words that he always had to use at least one of, but usually a combination of two of in every sentence, whenever he talked to someone and they were not politically correct. So fuck <laughs> you. But it was, um, it was homo fuck and faggot. <laughs> and so we only had to use a combination of one of those three whenever he talked to a private. Well, there was one time I had asked drill Sergeant Joe a question and he came up to me and he answered my question and he walked off and you can just see the light bulb go on like halfway across the bay. He realized he didn't fucking insult me. And so he does a 180, comes storming back over to me, gets right up in my fucking face and just yells fucking homo and just storms off. <laughs> and it was so fucking hard not to laugh. <laughs> Because he had to keep his tradition going, but he accidentally forgot that one time and had to correct his mistake. <laughs> that was great. Oh, it's beautiful. It was great. Oh, there's a there's a great. It's anyone can YouTube it. I for, I forget what it's a. Uh, it's essentially it's some guys doing like a, a, a short like news you know, story, um, I guess a news spot or whatever, on a. Uh, army special forces guys oh no and they just like you know like the whole thing's just made up just to like f with this dude and he's like the they use a, a the you know the military known for their acronyms these special forces operators um have a very specific one it's <laughs> ea it's it was it e-a-t-a-d-i-k eat a dick <laughs> <laughs> and like, he says it like just not realizing like what and it like puts it up on the thing <laughs> and there's you know and, it, and of course like you know being you know and it, and it goes into like you know basic military stuff where they're just insulting each other constantly mm -hmm. but i just thought that was the funniest thing where they're like they're like known in military known for their acronyms these special forces operators <laughs> known as eat a dick <laughs> these guys eat a dick in everything they do like <laughs> Like he just because he was trying to like pronounce it, eat a dick, eat a dick, eat yeah. a dick, and, and he didn't realize what he was saying. <laughs> it was oh, it was like one of the best things ever. That's pretty. Fucking and, like funny. every time they talked to him, you know, they were trying to be like they just they were just so clearly like if you've met anyone in the military, they're just so clearly messing with this reporter. Mm -hmm. But it was like you tell you had no idea, and I was like, this is so good. That's pretty fucking great. Oh, eat a dick. <laughs> Oh, oh. 
I have to get I have to get taken off the speakerphone a lot when I when my especially when my supervisor calls me because I always bring up something about dicks almost every time he calls me. Like today, he actually called me and asked if I asked if I could use the gas card for our vehicles and put put like a aftermarket parts to perform the, improve the performance. And he's like, "Why would you want to do that? Like, why do you want to waste that money on your work van?" And I was like, "So every time I get up on the line, I can just make whoever I'm racing eat a bag of dicks." And he just he's like, oh, "I'm gonna take you off speakerphone now." <laughs> like, just talking to the warehouse staff here. Uh. <laughs> That's all right. I, I push my limits at work with my language because I was really good for a long time until I got with my current group of coworkers and I realized they didn't give a shit, including my boss. And so I, I developed quite a rapport with my boss. Of course. And there was one time we all went out to lunch and um, he made a joke about leaving me behind or something because we carpooled. And this is the first time this happened in front of the f- entire team because I was still kind of newer mm-hmm. at the time. And he's, he's like, oh, we'll just leave behind Kyle. I'm just like, fuck you. <laughs> and you could tell some of them were just like, what uh, the fuck? Uh, uh, and he, uh, just, he just laughs and we get in his car and we just leave. And so, yeah, I can tell my I tell my bus to fuck off all the time. Yeah, I, I do too. <laughs> but I can be serious. But the problem is my language filters used to be really good at work. Mm, now they're not. Yeah. And so I have to be a lot more conscientious because in certain scenarios I can say whatever the fuck I want, more or less. Other scenarios, I need to be a very professional person. But then I get on, I get on long phone calls for my job occasionally, Ugh. and I have to be very careful that I am on mute all the time because sometimes people will say something. I'm just like, Jesus fucking Christ, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but I say it out loud, and so I have to make sure yeah. I'm on mute. And I'm always yeah. terrified that like it just you, slips you, out. You missed it, and I'm just like, <gasps> I wasn't talking about you. I was talking about someone else. Yeah. <laughs> Someone just sent me a message that was really stupid, and I read, I read it out loud. I, uh, 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 yeah, yeah. So I always got to be careful. And my filter has suffered for it. Yeah. Yep. See, and I—that's my absence of mind. But what other people are doing, because I'll be sitting in my like my work van, and someone calls me, or I need to call someone, and I just start talking very openly, and they're like. I'm gonna, st- I'm gonna take you off speaker and step out of this this customer's uh, basement before they walk down. And uh, you talking about how you're gonna get on your knees and <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> so speaking of gay things, yeah. <laughs> good, good transition, good, good, good. I saw <laughs> I saw this uh, article today. Apparently, there was a preacher. I'm not sure for what religion. It was probably one of the televangelist type people. Mm. But he said that God sends natural disasters to punish the gays. Well, and then his well, house. And then his house got flooded. <laughs> <laughs> no. Like not just like his basement flood. Like a flood happened, <laughs> and his house was in said flood. <laughs> This was after I read the article about, you know, the Mormon gay conversion therapist yes, who, yeah. who got found out to be a raging homosexual. Mm-hmm. It's usually how it goes. Yeah, it's... I don't have as, you know, as someone that's going to die from ass cancer, <laughs> as karmic justice, I uh, I can't argue that uh, these things are meant to happen <laughs> to these people that fight it off. I'm telling you, I had... I had a, I actually had a companion, uh, on my mission that, uh, 
he was very flamboyant. And within the first week, he was just like, I have homosexual tendencies. <laughs> you know, like we're just driving in the car in this teeny town in Iowa. And I was just like, shocker. Because, you know, we'd pull up and like, oh my gosh, I love the way your skirt looks. And I'm like, bro, be cool. Why are you, why are you saying that to, 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 to women? This is freaking me out. We're not supposed to say that stuff. It's missionaries. It's, yeah. But it, he's owned it. He's owned it to me. He's like, yeah, you know, like I'm just <sighs> trying to make it work out, you know? Which is kudos to him, man. You know what? We need to move on from this topic before I offend <laughs> you. Well, how did what would it offend me? He was super cool. He's still one of my really good friends. That's not the point. I try and not overly throw out my religious views while we're on this, <laughs> and sometimes you make it a little difficult. I'm. I mean, if you want to move on, it's fine. I'm just saying. I'm just. The point I was trying to make was here. He was serving a religious mission to convert people to the religion. And he was totally fine about being like, I'm gay. Yeah. There's the people (sighs) that fight so hard being like, you shouldn't be gay. Never wouldn't be gay. Gay people are going to hell. And it's like, those are people that are sucking the most dick. Oh yeah. The most dick. That is actually pretty statistically accurate because actually some politician again, can't remember names. I don't remember names of people. Um, but some politician who was super homophobic and anti-gay got caught sucking some dude's dick or having a dude suck his dick. Can't remember which one, but either way, he got caught doing homosexual acts in his office. Of course. How gay is it to have your dick sucked, though? If it's by a dude, it's gay. I mean, I don't have a I don't have a problem with people who do that. It's just if it's another dude, that's what it is. <laughs> that's how it works. That's pretty. That's pretty homophobic, dude. That's not homophobic. That's just how it is. That, that is the fact of what a homosexual action is. Two dudes or two chicks. I think having your dick sucked isn't gay. By a dude. If it's not reciproc, if you're not reciprocating, I'd say you you might be flying clear. Okay, you're putting. I'm. I'm just gonna go with this topic. Fuck it. So if you <laughs> if you had sex with a dude, like stuck your dick in his ass, that's not gay because you're the one who is doing it and he is receiving, but you don't receive yourself. I yeah, that's I guess one way to put it. So not gay in your book, because that's pretty fucking gay, which I, is fine. No, but see, you just have to accept that it's gay. I think it's what you're sexually attracted to. I enjoy having a good dick suck and uh it, I, I enjoy that but I've never had a man but s- suck my dick does, so. I'm not saying you're not going to enjoy it I'm saying it's a gay action if it's a dude doing I it I think if you want a guy to suck your dick it's gay well if you want a guy to suck your dick or if a guy is sucking your <laughs> dick and you are what if it's a power move if you're accepting it and you're good with it, it's gay. Even if it's a power move, you're obviously okay with the action that is happening with another man. See, I, I, so I'm, I'm clearly, I'm being facetious. I clearly think if it's, it, it, it is, I think there's some weird sociopathic break where it turns into a power thing where it can be not gay. I'm not there, 
So I don't understand that I'm mindset I'm pretty at all. sure that's a lie, and that's what people who are super <laughs> gay and in power tell people. <laughs> I wasn't gay that he was sucking my dick. I was just dominating. I was just establishing dominance. That's what it was. I, yeah, that's I'm, that's logical. That's what politicians do because I'm, they can because you know they're I'm, rich. I'm gonna give it to you. I was trying to be. I was trying to be facetiously yeah, funny. Stop it. But I think I think you are correct that it is uh it is it is gay. Yes. How do you think guys that like it in their butt do they jerk it? I if don't it, know. If it's not reciprocating, why don't you go ask them? I only have that one friend. There you go. Perfect. I don't know if our relationship's on that level. I'll make it on that level. <laughs> Ask him. He's obviously open about it. <laughs> I probably will just because I I want an insight into that life. Because you're telling me that you of all people who's trying to get me to talk about all these fucking personal <laughs> topics isn't going to go ask this dude, hey, if you were taking it up to ass, would you jerk off while you're doing that? To be fair, if we I haven't... Uh, Actually, he wants to have dinner with me and my wife. Perfect so timing. My son. There you go. <laughs> my wife, my wife would be so embarrassed. She's the one that gets embarrassed by the who who's top and who's bottom game when we're watching like sitcoms and TV shows, and there's a gay couple on there. And I I go, hey honey, which one do you think like likes dicks in their butt? Well, maybe they that both do. They could guy. take turns. But it's more fun to think there's someone's up at the top and someone's at bottom. Yeah. See, I think that's actually just. Uh, I think that's just. You trying to rationalize. I think it's I, not necessarily like you specifically, but I think people, it's the whole, it's back to the whole argument of, well, who's the woman in the relationship? That's exactly what I ask. Yeah, see? <laughs> and there's the problem. It's, it's, a, it's a hetero way of trying to rationalize homo. with yourself. Yes. That's how I see the world. Yeah, I think you have a problem. Well, I'm too heterosexual. I'm not open enough. Because that's probably true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nope. Someone has to be the girl. So does the dude grow a vagina then? <laughs> if... Do you think the butt? I've actually seen molds. I've actually seen. You know those a like ask China? Yahoo's things where people <laughs> ask just anything and oh, then other people can answer. Yahoo Answers is I, a source of this a wealth of. Tr- genuine knowledge and the <laughs> most stupid people known to humanity like I, like I saw one it's like how did my girlfriend get pregnant if we've never had sex well maybe <laughs> she has not with you she ain't having sex with you bud yeah <laughs> except for I love the answers that people give that are like just super sarcastic and they don't even justify it with a real answer to this person's idiotic question. They just run with it. Like, Oh, the reason that she's pregnant and you guys have had sex is because she is giving birth to the second coming of Jesus Christ. Oh, clearly, obviously it's like, why didn't you think of that? You idiot. Those pre-com super soldiers. That's what I say. No, but they never had sex. So you can, you don't have to get it in there. Fire off the live rounds. It's true. There's plenty of cases where women have gotten pregnant just from... I believe you, but that... Wet humping is a term I heard recently. Whereas naked uh, naked, naked grinding on each other without penetration. Okay. Yep. That's not what we're talking about here, but all right. Well, 
Because a lot of people, a lot of people think they haven't had sex just because. A P hasn't been in a V. I guess that's true. A lot of people <laughs> do. Because you always How hear, did I get herpes on my lips? Quit sucking those dicks, dude. I remember that was a really funny article I read where it's encouraging uh, condoms uh, while doing oral sex. Why is that a funny article? Just Well, I guess it was funny in the way it's... I laughed at how what a buzzkill it sounded like. <laughs> I was, that's what it's, I literally remember thinking to myself, "What fun is that?" I think it's the and exact same argument <laughs> as the reason you should not stick a dick in a vagina without a condom. <laughs> There's more reasons than just preventing pregnancy. <laughs> well, you get pregnant with oral sex. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes I like to tuck my wiener and balls between my legs and pinch it together. Would you fuck yourself? Is that do you no, dance no, no, in front no. of the mirror and, and no, say, no. "I'd fuck me"? No. <laughs> then do you have a girl trapped down a well and you have a really small dog and you say, <laughs> "It puts the lotion on its skin, or else it gets the hose again." Fucking <laughs> Buffalo Bill over here, <laughs> Jesus Christ! No, I'm just saying. Sometimes I like to to surprise my wife. By tucking my wiener and my balls between my legs and jumping out and running around, chasing around naked and doing that and saying, I have a mangina. And that's what I call my mangina, like old Greg. But that's what I do. You've never tucked your wiener and balls between your legs and looked yourself in the mirror and just skin and pubes? And then said, I'd fuck me. <laughs> and then go to the girl trapped in your well. I don't know what that's... I've heard that Silence phrase. of the Lambs, dude. Oh, I've never seen it. Go fucking watch Silence okay. of the Lambs. It's an amazing movie. Does he do that? He tucks it in? Yes, he tucks it in. He puts on makeup. He then dances in front of a mirror and is like, would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. And then he has some girl trapped in his well because he takes the girls and skins them so that he can use their skin oh. to make himself a female skin so he can become female. Oh. It's based off of... Ed Gein. Um, yes, it's based off of Ed Gein. Yeah. Very loosely based off of Ed yeah. Gein. Which, but, um, if you haven't looked up anything about Ed Gein... He's fucked up. It's like most serial killer horror movie... It, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is based off of him... Silence Pen- of the Lambs is a lot. A lot of these anything these, where it's a, a serial killer skinning women or people mm-hmm. is based off Ed Gein. Yes, because he would skin these people to try and to then make furniture out of them or make a clothing. woman suit. Yeah, he would make clothing. He out had of a, them. He had a he had a vest. He had a vest made out of chest had, skin, so he had big, nice breasts. He had a nipple belt. Uh, yep, he has the nipple, nipple belt was great. Um, he had, um, yeah, he had couches that were yes. upholstered in human skin. Mm-hmm. He had lampshades that were human skin. When the police busted into his house, there was a human heart just sitting on the stove cooking. Yep. Like, he was a fucked up dude. Yeah. A little touched. I want to see a documentary on him. Last podcast on the left is a really good series. I don't listen to podcasts. I don't even listen to our podcast. I'm the worst podcaster ever because I don't fucking listen to podcasts. Well, it's hard to listen to ours. I mean, I don't listen to any podcast. It's hard all. listening to yourself. But I don't listen to. I don't Incredibly listen critical. to Last House on the Left or to fucking your mom's podcast, <laughs> Joe Rogan's thing. I don't listen to any of them. <laughs> like he just butchered every one of the names. I don't fucking know. It's great. It's fine. 
I just get so bored. I don't understand but it. They're entertaining. Yeah, but I can watch like a 30 second clip of their podcast and I'm good. And I can <laughs> just move on with my day. <laughs> do you know, do you know, remember, so I was telling you about the, your mom's house, how McDonald's sponsor paid them $2.3 million uh-huh. to sponsor and to paint their, essentially just paint their studio red and yellow. Disgusting colors. So, yeah. And then you were listening, you're listening to that segment from them where it was the guy reviewing butt plugs and the cool guy, the cool guy. Yeah. A lot of cool guys. Um, <laughs> McDonald's like immediately called them once they released that. Oh, and they, yeah. were, they were like, what are you guys doing? And they were like, it's pretty normal stuff for that podcast. And there he was like, we're doing a podcast. And he's like, we liked your, st- we liked you because we liked your stand up. Oh, those dumb we had, we had no idea that you were going to be like showing videos of, of guys reviewing butt plugs and talking about ruined orgasms and, and all these cool guys that have all these drug issues and, and, and <laughs> psychotic issues. Like this is completely inappropriate and we're, we're absolutely firing you. Like we need the $2.3 million back immediately. There's no way. Fuck you guys. Which I mean, they're, they're fine. They're able to send the money back. Oh, they actually sent it back. I would have just said, fuck you McDonald's. Well, you, I wouldn't want to go into a lawsuit. Hey, they gave me the to, money. Fuck them to, to McDonald's. There was, they said there was no agreement. They said, keep doing what you're doing. Fuck them. Well, I don't know what contractual issues. I think they just, they didn't really spend it on much. They essentially were like, oh, this is going to fund us long term. Mm-hmm. That was their plan. Or so it kind of okay. ruined a lot of their, I mean, they've been doing their podcast for years and years and right. years. So it wasn't like they were like, oh, no, what are we going to do now? We're going to do the same right. thing they've been doing. They just had a beautiful $2.3 million cushion to like, ah, let's ride this, let's ride this puppy out, huh? Uh, the, the, Tom Segura, the main guy on it, said he did have to uh, get his cash deposit back for his Lamborghini, though. <laughs> he he think he put a hundred grand down on it. <laughs> you know, I watched his stand-up. I watched three of them actually. Mm-hmm. He's really funny, and then he talks about his kids and family, and I just immediately think he's just not funny anymore. Like I've seen comedians talk about their families, like um, Burt Kreischer. When he talks about his kids and his family, fucking hilarious. When Tom Segura does it, I just don't give a shit. Yeah, he's. I mean, I don't. I don't remember any of his bits about his family, but he doesn't. Even this podcaster, which he does with his wife, right? And it's really. I think it's really funny. At least, um, he doesn't. They don't talk much about their kids or. It's anything just in and, stand-up, and it's just not yeah. funny. Some though, Ali Wong. I don't know who that is. Oh, she's a super funny Asian lady. That always her both are. Sp- Does she do a podcast? No, I <laughs> probably. I don't know about it though. Both are stand-up specials, which are on Netflix. She did when she was like super pregnant, and she was talking about oh, it. Oh yeah, I'm not interested. You wouldn't understand it. Me and my wife die. Pregnancy weirds me out. It's, it's, it makes me uncomfortable. Oh, <laughs> this would make you very uncomfortable then, because she gets into. Detail. Oh, I'm sure she does, and I've heard detail. <laughs> I've heard Kenny. I've known pregnant people. <laughs> One of my friends now was pregnant. I hear details. Just, I don't want just, anything to do with it. Just the, the beauty of childbirth. It's not. That region is blowing out. There's literally nothing beautiful about that nightmare. I, re- I remember. <laughs> that's true. 
I've, if, I've if seen video. If you're, I've if seen you're, more than enough. If you're a parent, it is emotionally beautiful if you care. Physically, horror, horror movie. Literal nightmare. I remember helping my wife when we were still in the hospital, when she could finally walk again after her epidural wore off, helping her off the toilet, and she literally walked across the bathroom to go wash her hands, and we're looking down on the floor. Looked like a murder scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just pools of blood. See, that's not she, that she left behind. It was a. It was shouldn't it was happen. A, <laughs> it should not happen. It's hey, it's how you got here, bud. I stick with my plan. It should not happen. Um, everybody should be going in test tubes. Call it good. Good plan. Figure, Great plan. Hey, figure it out, man. Hey, China's working on it. They just actually have some genetic. Well, babies. leave it to the Asians. Was illegal. That person who did the genetic babies did some pretty illegal shit. Shocker. But there are <laughs> genetically modified babies that are like, yeah, it's fucking weird. No, I'm, I'm sure. But I mean, they don't need more people over there, so why would they be growing them in test tubes? The biggest thing I like that people are doing with their babies is raising them genderless. I think that's the way to go. <sighs> don't be facetious about <laughs> your... Oh, my God. Anyway, um... Anyway, that's been a good podcast. We're at our <laughs> hour and a half mark. <laughs> there we really. I'm going to call it right there. See, so you go ahead and plug us. <laughs> All right, you genderless babies. You can find us at a CUSE podcast. That's for all you that are are have a difficult time with your acronyms. You can eat a dick. Uh, it's completely unwarranted self confidence podcast. CUSE. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. We should tag this one with each dick. Uh, <laughs> we, <laughs> we should. Um, if you want to follow something a little more substantial, since those haven't gotten lots of traction yet. Um, wow, Kyle underscore CUSC, Brandon underscore CUSC for Instagrams. Those don't have much traction either. Well, they have, they have more. like four times as much as our podcast actual podcast page does maybe more than that um we are available on itunes we're now on google play the google play podcast app mm-hmm. stitcher app uh cast box and i guess the most recent episode is on soundcloud but please so we can terrible so we stop can, listening there so we can just stop using it yeah because every time i i mention soundcloud instagram like two more soundcloud rappers start following me and we don't and give a fuck and i I don't like that at all. Me neither. Um, but uh, yeah, tell your friends we're on Google now for all you i i phone list people that are smarter than I am. Yeah, that's not hard to do. Yep. Anything else, Kyle? Nope. That's it. Oh. Later's. All right. May warriors' fortune smile upon your efforts. You silly gooses. Oh my god. <laughs>